Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So we're eating pie. Um, Paul, why are we eating our feelings? <laughs> or is this a celebration? This is a celebration. This is We've reached a point of maturity where we stepped up to the abyss and we didn't jump in because of our ego. So we need to explain uh, what's going on. Vanessa, do you want to um, inform the listener the backstory? How did we get here? Uh, Friday night, Thursday night, 8 p.m., uh, Paul Chamberlain. By the way, Paul, I'm sure you get this a lot. Uh, your name either sounds like a basketball player or a porn star. Right? Could, could be both. Wait, who is Will could Chamberlain? Be both. Will, Will <laughs> Chamberlain was a basketball player. But also incredibly sexually prolific, too. Oh. You looked the part, too. You can, you, he's all, Paul, Paul is very tall. You could be a basketball player. You also can pass for a porn star as well. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's a good intro. The brand yeah. builds. You really just gave him a great intro. It's my <laughs> intro. Paul Chamberlain, myself, and Vanessa Bennett. I want an intro like that. You've never given me an intro like that. You don't have a name that sounds like a porn star or a basketball player. I could. No. Remember that thing you did when you were young where it was like your porn star name is like your, the name of the street you grew up on and then your first dog? Do you remember this? No. Mine was Aubrey Saltbox. Well, if that was your real name, yeah, was, is that I the would, best yeah. porn name? Yeah, if your name or was stripper all, name, I can't remember what they used to say. But, but if that was like, your real name, that we would be talking about it. But <laughs> Vanessa Bennett does not sound like a porn star. Um, why are we here? Yes, why okay. are we here? Uh, Paul, by the way, drove four hours from Las Vegas um, to have you know this conversation and, and eat pie with us. Through the conversation, we had revelations, and of course, you know, since I document everything, turning this into uh, now a podcast episode, uh, there, there is going to be. A lesson in this. So if you're about to hit stop, like I want to hear this in your car, wherever you are, yeah, um, we we do have a point, right? Or else I wouldn't be recording. So, Vanessa, why are we here? Okay, so not that long ago, John and Paul got an idea to put together a festival, a wellness festival, based on John's well brand at this point, single on purpose, which most of you know is an amazing book and it's helped a lot of people and it, it, it has a lot of reach and it has a lot of legs. Like, am I talking still? (laughs) And so they decided that they were going to throw a festival, which is a great idea, but it was a very, very fast turnaround. And I think it came to a head yesterday when everyone realized that it might need more lead time. Um, to really give the best experience that the people who are coming or will be coming deserve to have. And so the two of them kind of synchronistically decided it, one in Vegas and one in LA, that it was time to call it. And then I think tonight's conversation was just the official, let's talk about this face-to-face. Yeah, so if we dig deeper, um, it this is more than just about... Uh pausing a festival so Mm -hmm. what's interesting about this conversation is um, pulling the curtain back and talking about what happened for uh, us um, you know inside internally what happened so Paul what was it yeah tell us your 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 journey in this and um all the way from the beginning I mean having 
have significant experience in festivals. And um, the last one is part of my story of how I did not pull back from the edge and doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down, and it uh, cost a lot, both in money and uh, relationships. And so doing this with John was revisiting some, an old story and some old wounds. And I mean, it, it's activating for you, right? Activating, yeah. extremely. And so, but I felt that with John's brand and where we were going and what was promised, this was a winning, winning formula, of which I still do. And when performance metrics that I set to avoid what had happened to me were not met, I realized that an important and hard decision was going to have to be made. And as Vanessa alluded to, as fate would have it, John and I were in lockstep on that, and he came to the same conclusion as well. So here we are talking about something that, and John and I can go into it, is I don't think it's just a festival. This happens a lot with a lot of people. Yeah. It's where you get caught up in the momentum, in groupthink, in societal pressure, mm-hmm. in relationship pressure, and you go through with something that you shouldn't. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, Paul and I both uh, admitted that if we were younger, so like if I was in my 20s, even my 30s, um, I would have said let's go no matter what because I didn't want to face the audience um, or have to tell. Or like you want to prove something. Yeah, I didn't want to tell the public that we quit or that this is a failure or we can't do something. So my ego would have overrid the decision and I would have said, no, let's, let's risk this. Let's, you know, um, do this because I need the, the notch and the, the belt, right? It would be about the scoreboard. But me today, um, I, I felt, uh, we actually, Paul and I didn't have a conversation until now, but I, I felt like, you know what? We should pause this. Um, I want to give people the, the kind of experience that, um, we really can, can offer. And, um, I want to pause this because, Maybe it's not meant to happen right now, you know, so kind of surrendering uh, to that, dropping into my body and listening to how I feel instead of just allowing uh, ego to punch through. And this is this is amazing that this is even being recorded because this is testament to the fact of the brand quality that both John and I want. Excuse me. Pie. This is why you don't eat pie when you do it. While you were talking on a podcast. (laughs) Um, But... The brand that is John and the level of quality that we want for both the sponsors and the attendees, it's just not making the mark in our head. So we're backing away from it. And I I play poker. I played a lot of poker. And one of the axioms about playing poker is not necessarily what makes a true champion poker player is the winning and the chips and the bravado and bluffing, but the best poker players know when to fold mm. and when to put the ego aside, assess the, the landscape, mm-hmm. and get out to fight another day. And that's what mm. we're doing. And, you know, there's a part of me, um, even recording this podcast, which um, I want to hit delete on. There's a part of me that uh, doesn't want to broadcast this. There's a part of me that is, um, because I've already announced it, um, you know, feels uh, a little embarrassed or a little, um, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say shame, but 
yeah, there, there's a part of me that um, wants to front, right? right, and tell a different story. And uh, this is this yeah. is the, this is where the bullshit of like fortune favors the bold. These are where legends are made. This is where history's made. Push through it. This is the, and we're not doing that. We're looking at this as <clears throat> three people who have a lot to lose and a lot to protect and a lot of integrity to make sure that, again, the people that come to this when it does happen are going to have the best experience possible. And that's not it right now. Well, and John, you always say not to rip out chapters from your story, right? Like you don't rip out pages. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I feel like deleting it would actually be that. It would be you ripping out pages because... Well, this wasn't a, this wasn't a very long chapter because you know it, it was a very short, quick. Let's get this together. Let's do this. It was an impactful chapter, and I think there was learning in this, and I think there was also a deepening of relationships that happened in this. Um, that I think if you had deleted it, it would have been a bit of like the do it, do it, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, there, there's um, th there's <clears throat> there's a couple pieces here. So so one, and, and this is kind of like you know uh, internally we all have. Uh, different voices, different parts of us that uh, are saying different things. So part of me is like, you know, if you're the guy that builds the bus while you're driving it, you should keep driving it, right? Um, and then the other part of me is like, at, at what point is that um, for you mm. and, and, and not for um, you turning into some kind of vessel, right? Like, at what point are you not no longer a bus driver, <coughs> meaning mm. taking people somewhere, yeah. And now you're hijacking the bus, right? So yeah, it's a good way. To put it. And, and I don't know. It's, it's like that's that's something that um, you, you you never know. You just have to trust intuition, trust everything that you've learned, um, trust the people around you. You know, the other thing is this happened very fast organically, which Paul and I took as a sign as okay, this is meant to be, and so that's confusing too. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> I swear to God, this morning I'm just reading in on my um, Instagram feed. I'm, follow a stoic daily and it was a machiavelli quote and it was the wise man does it once what the fool does finally say it again slower the wise man does it once what the fool does finally say it in korean please <laughs> <laughs> and now i saw that and i'm like okay now i'm just getting mocked by the universe it's mm. like yeah we need to rip the band-aid off or this decision is going to be made for us, and it's going. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage. Mm. It has to be addressed now. And I just kept and thinking about this, and what led to this discussion is I think about the examples of somebody at their wedding shower, or somebody accepting a job that they know deep down they shouldn't, but they're doing it for mm -hmm. money to move across the country, or somebody making a decision based on groupthink, even though. In their heart of hearts, they know they shouldn't, but they go through with it anyways, whether it be ego, peer pressure, societal pressure. But, I mean, I think it happens all the time. There, there are people who got married when everything in their stomach was turning and saying no mm -hmm. because yeah. the cake was already ordered, mm -hmm. yeah. because friends were coming, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, and then they, re they re regret that, right? That's exactly it. I think this is a testament to, honestly, both of you listening to your intuition because as we're as we're sitting here we've been talking about the fact that this isn't going anywhere this this idea this is going to come to fruition i think all of us really believe in this idea um and we want to see this come to life it's just not going to happen right now in this moment 
But I think it's a testament to the fact that you both listened to your intuition and you both listened to that voice and said, again, I'm not going to follow ego. I'm going to follow my gut. And again, to go back to what you were saying, John, about am I being like, is, is it moving through me? Right. I don't think you can really work from a space of spirit moving through you. Well, I not, I don't think I know you can't move. You can't do that. If you're working through ego, you just can't. Do you, do you guys know about the four stages? The to me, by me, for me, and through me. Have you heard of this? No, go ahead. I've heard you speak to it. Yeah, I, it, it's been so helpful for me. And um, I think it applies <laughs> here. Uh, four stages. Uh, to me, which is the most powerless, and that's when you're in victim mode. Something happened to you. Um, then you get to by me. That's ego. I'm going to do this my way. I don't care uh, who comes, who doesn't. It's going to happen, right? It's the iron fist. And then you get to a place where you feel like you deserve it. Like it's for you. You're doing something for you, right? And then the most power-filled stage is through me, is when you get to a place where it's bigger than you. And uh, it's always been a really good um, template to kind of put over uh, decisions and where you're, you know, kind of pulling from, right? And so taking this festival as a real-life example, um, in the beginning, i got to be honest, it felt very through me. Right. Like Paul and I talk, talking, suddenly we have a website up and suddenly we have, you know, I mean, it happened very fast. Uh, there, there were no obstacles. We're in Vegas. We're looking at a spot and it, things are just lining up. It felt very kind of through me. And then um, when we started to uh, hit, hit a couple of hurdles, then I, I kind of felt like I went from through me to by me. Mm. Like, let's make this happen. Yeah. You know, this is where... Uh, like you said, like some of these, uh, uh, you know, um, these sayings like push through or, you know, um, white knuckle. And then the f- road's going to fork where I, I, I think when we make this decision, we could either go f- to um, to me, meaning um, default to victim, like this happened to me, right? And in that we feel like, uh, you know... Um, yeah, we create our prison. And that was my old story. Right. Like, that this is, happened to me. Yeah. And, or, um, as we were, were processing and as we're kind of connecting dots and having revelations, uh, this moment can actually be a through me moment, right? Meaning, um, we weren't meant to get married or, yeah. <laughs> you know, sign the contract or, you know, things that, that uh, you know, I, I, I've made deal, deals on napkins and... Um, I've lost, uh, at one point, you know, um, I lost 50% of the angry therapist mm. um, over a sushi dinner uh, because I was desperate. Um, and and uh, the investor I thought was, you know, great. And we did this kind of shake hand deal. And the next two weeks, I, I mean, every sign in my body was like, mm. what did you do? Um, <clears throat> and I remember not sleeping. And thinking, I, I just gave someone fifty percent of everything that I've, I've ever done, and um, I called them up or I emailed them. And I said, "Hey, listen, because um, it wasn't flowing well, and we were creatively different." And I said, uh, "Man, I, I'm just not happy. I don't know what the answer is. I know where we made this deal. Um, I took some of your money, I, I, but I, I don't. I'm just not happy. I don't think we fit." Mm. And uh, I really feel like God answered my prayers because His response was. Okay, just return the money and I'm good. And I was so scared he was going to trap me yeah. and never give me back 
uh, which, which you know I wouldn't be here. I don't know what would have happened to to the you know my 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 brand. But um, he gave me my, my money back and we shook my hand. We kind of went our separate ways, and so that was a huge learning experience where I, I didn't listen to myself. Instead, I was I was very by me. We're gonna mm-hmm. make this happen, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want I want to say something to the people that are listening to this and shaking their head and going, yeah, I've been there, or, oh, my God, I'm about to make a decision. <clears throat> my biggest fear was what I lived, and I lost a world. <clears throat> Excuse me. I lost uh, an industry and friends within that because of what happened in, my, in festival five years ago. And that was the paralyzing fear on this, was the world that I now inhabit of John's friendship, Lumia, angry therapist, smart, funny, tortured, coaching, being of service, where I want to be for the next half century, that's what I saw going away. So I can understand people being afraid of losing community, losing connection, and having that be the fear, not the money, but losing their community. And that is why I got in a car and drove four hours to have dinner with John I, and I, Vanessa and to look across the table and I go, okay, this time I'm doing it with integrity, which was not I, the case before. Yeah, and you know, I um, I really appreciate that. I, I think it's admirable. Um, but I did say, you know, we could just you could just call me. <laughs> you don't have to. We don't have to do a face to face. Meaning, um, of course, I, I you know, eye contact's amazing. But um, I didn't. I didn't. You know want him to I didn't know that I thought he was coming here for something else but I think it it speaks it's a testament to his how much he respects the relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people don't actually put that kind of effort and respect into relationships nowadays I think it's Mm -hmm. I think the internet and our phones have made it actually too easy to send a text message yeah you don't think it makes him weird no Zoom is intimate now. I mean, Zoom is yeah, intimate. Yeah, yeah. Right, I agree. It's yeah. too easy. I mean, we do this with breakups or like with major things. <clears throat> like we just text people now. And I actually think it, it says a lot about you, Paul, that you said, no, I'm going to get in the fucking car and I'm going to drive four hours and have a conversation. I, you know what? I, you know, it, I, it falls under my definition of man. And, but I wonder if also age has something to do with it. Well, yeah. And woman. You know what I'm right? saying? Definition yeah. of a man, but also I just it's, think a person with integrity. Well, I'm just saying man because he's a man. And personal story. Because <laughs> I I've came... I feel like I came back through time. Yeah. And, you know, crapshoot happened to me in the year that I turned 50. Mm. Mm. And Crapshoot is what? Was the comedy festival that right. took me down five years ago. And I turned 50 at the June after the May it happened. And so John's coming up on his birthday in April. And that's when we were going to do this festival. And I really felt like, okay, I, this, I have a role. Mm-hmm. And uh, is is cosmic and as woo woo as that sounded, that's sort of like oh okay that was the purpose. Mm-hmm. I can come back and speak exactly to why I don't think we should proceed, mm. and come from a place of both heart and mind and experience. And but but we both locked in at the same time, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to go all the way. I yeah. didn't have to present my case. Yeah, um, Vanessa, question: Where in your life has something like this happened to you? Um, and maybe you did go with it, forcing it, and it didn't work out. So it doesn't have to be uh, a business. It could be a relationship. It could be a friendship. Where in your life did you feel the hairs go up and you're like, oh, I shouldn't do this, and you did it anyway? Or maybe you didn't. I don't know. I mean, I would say in my last, relation, my last major relationship, mm-hmm. I think it happened multiple times. 
When you were in it, not before. When I was in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think it happened two weeks in. I think Early. it happened a month in. I think it happened five months in. I think it happened eight months in. You know, it happened a lot. And it's not to say that I didn't love him. I did. Um, and I'm very grateful for that relationship and everything that it taught me. Um, How long did I it last? Six years. Yeah. So two weeks yeah. in, um, <laughs> you, you, you felt something. Maybe this was not right. wasn't a good fit. What, you know, and um, you didn't listen to that, and it went for six years. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the story of my life, right, has been the recovery from... I mean, it's codependency, the recovery from looking external versus internal, right? Like paying attention to all the external voices, the societal shoulds, what I think I'm supposed to do, right? I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. Well, society says I should be partnered. Like all of this external bullshit over what my gut is telling me Uh is right for me. And that society tells us that that that's not important that what feels right to us is actually not important and sure as hell not as important as what external says, right? And I've lived, I feel I've lived a lifetime up until the last maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years in that space. And I've only in the last seven or eight years started living from a space of, starting to live from a space of unapologetically living from what my inside says. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's been very hard on me. It has been. Well, I think recently, I think the, unapolog- really the unapologetic part is very recent. Yeah. Like, o- like only since having a kid. Mm-hmm. It's been a real, I mean, honestly, mind fuck. But I think that the whole unapologetic thing has come in the last two years. We have a three-year-old. And yeah, I, I will say I, there is part of me that feels empathy for John because he's on this ride with me. While yeah, I'm, you know, I'm starting to be unapologetic about speaking my truth and yeah. living my truth. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is, I've, so I've been with Vanessa for, for five years Right? Yeah. Going to five years. <laughs> you said that you asked me, right? <laughs> well, because January. Yeah, so five years. And so um, I've seen her character arc. Not only have I seen it, but it affects me directly on the day-to-day, mm-hmm. right? So I have experienced the quote-unquote uh, more codependent Vanessa. The people-pleasing, um, yeah, don't speak up. Which works for me. Like, <laughs> like sure. let's be honest. No, I mean, it's not what I want ultimately, but it feels good. It, um, she, you know, um, she would do things to make me happy, but also mute herself or put her needs aside, right? I mean, who who wouldn't want that, right? Um, and then as she grew, as she uh, had a baby, as she, you know, went through her, her journey, still going through now, um, she's, you know, now drawing lines and, and speaking up more, um, which changes our dynamic and forces me um, to look at myself forces me to grow. So either I'm going to um, hold that space and we kind of tumble forward together or we start drifting apart. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of couples actually go their own ways because um, it's now different. You're this not is, who you were when I met you. Right. This is what also why, why, why to, friendships don't yeah. work. Uh, sometimes yeah. they grow because people are now growing apart and the, the space that you created can't hold that, right? And so because I could say, well, this is false advertising. This is not right. what I signed up for. And you're changing and all that. Um, but I, th- there's no, for me, there's no choice because the, the other Vanessa, although, of course, um, my ego liked the other mm-hmm. Vanessa, um, that's not who you are. So I would, it, it's, 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 it's a cul-de-sac. That, that will never play out. Well, and to go back, Paul and I were talking in the kitchen when you were out here in the garage, and I said to him, you know, 
I mean, I know about myself, but I feel like you've gotten there more so in the last maybe a couple of years where I feel like we're starting to embrace more of this attitude of like I said, and so it is. Meaning the resistance. There's not as much resistance. When you hit a place in your life where you start to live unapologetically from that inner space, you really stop fighting against what doesn't feel aligned. Right? There's not as much resistance. And I would say this is not attachment. I mean, at its at its core, right? I'm not gonna be attached to any outcome because and so it is. Like, okay, this is what is happening right now. I'm not gonna fight against it. Um, and I feel like that is what I'm seeing a little bit more with the US, I think even with us. It's like, and so it is. And I think this is the problem. I mean, look, this is relationships. In general, right? We have this kind of ownership template of our friends, of our family members, of our partners. Well, I expect this from you. You owe me this. Um, you know, we're married or we're friends, and so I'm owed this kind of you know attitude. This is who you were when we met, so I expect you to always be that way. Um, we have a lot of expectations of other people to kind of stay the same and be the same and do the same, and um, that's not that's not intimate relationship. <clears throat> There's a fourth person to the story, and that is... I know. Well, she was here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's my wife, who went, who is a phenomenally talented event producer and who was going to produce this event. And, um, you know, this brought up a lot of stuff. As John said, this activated a lot of stuff for her. And so with that, with the couples thing, she was carried along in the slipstream mm-hmm. of this experience and thought all right, fine, I can execute on it. And when it became difficult and when we were going down a road that was familiar, she became activated. And that was something that I, too, had to take into consideration, Mm -hmm. of which I did not. And she told me a couple of nights ago, this is different because during crapshoot, I felt that you were making decisions, even though we discussed them, without. Mm -hmm. That it was damn the torpedoes. And... um, that was another thing that was like, okay, this is, you're getting another shot at it. You mm. cannot, you can rewrite history. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, there are people that often get caught up in the, in the forced decisions mm-hmm. and um, things made in haste or out of pressure. Mm. Well, um, we also want to say that... Um, it's going to happen. <laughs> we, we, we found an amazing location, and uh, 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 Kaki also did a lot of legwork, and so it's almost like we, we planted a really big seed. Um, we're going to wait for a few more things to line up, and we're going to give us ourselves some um, a little more runway. Yeah. But I'm excited. I think this is going to be awesome. I think people are going to really enjoy it. I think people are hungry for it. And, yeah. and you're, you're listening to three people, a fourth out there that have no intention of creating a wellness fire festival <laughs> that we want to have the best possible experience for everybody. And you now know where we're coming from yeah. on that. And yeah. John and John spearheaded that that feeling of which was really easy for me to come up here and have this conversation over dinner with friends. Glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Be well.